0: To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit-first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com And mention the group practice exchange for $100 off your first month. Welcome back. Today I want to talk about three times I struggled as a leader and how I coped with it. Um, This is more of a vulnerable post than what I normally do on the podcast, but I wanted to share some insights into my own struggles as a business owner and what I did or what I am doing to work through those things because business ownership can be a lonely place and i know that all of us struggle from time to time with decisions we're making or how we respond to our teams and so in an effort to be transparent about that experience for me as a group practice owner of a rather large practice and who's been doing it for um, a decade Um, I wanted to be able to share just a couple of times in my leadership role, in my business ownership role, where I struggled in some capacity and uh, what I did to kind of navigate that and move through that. So without further ado, the first thing that I wanted to share that was a struggle was um, it kind of. Revolves around this people pleasing idea, which I know I've talked about, is something that I work through actively all the time because it's very easy for me to shift back into that people pleasing space. But there have been times where I've made changes in the business because it was something that staff wanted or a particular staff wanted versus it actually being the best move for the business as a whole. And um, so essentially making changes to make a particular person or particular people happy, even when it was something that I didn't think should actually be happening. Right. So I'm sure many of us have gone through this at least once because it's part of the growing pains of leadership. And it's something that I have to consistently and continually think about even now a decade later when I'm making decisions or when people are wanting positions or you know, uh, to add a program or to do things in my business is asking myself, do I want to say yes because I want to make that person happy but I don't really think it's a good idea or am I saying yes because it's a great idea, I think it's smart and I think that person can actually do that thing well. Um, so I don't know. That was my first one is I've had a few times where I've either given someone another leadership sort of level role where it came out of a desire to make sure that that person was happy and didn't get mad. And, um, I knew that it was a position that wasn't, I wasn't going to get my needs met in terms of how that leadership role is going to support me as the business owner, And then it was a matter of having to have that discussion with with that person. And I've had instances in setting up or allowing staff to set up certain programs or offerings or webinars or courses when I really felt like that person was likely not great at... uh, giving out a webinar, right? We, we all know that it's two different things to have the skill set and the knowledge to talk about a topic. And it's a completely separate thing to actually be good at communicating that through a webinar or through uh, a live talk. And there have been times where I have said yes, knowing that it probably wasn't going to be good when I should have just said no or said, I need you to do A, B, and C to be prepared before you can do D, right? So, that was a time I struggled a few times and um it ended with me always having to have a hard conversation um with that person to talk through the struggles that I knew were going to happen because I had said yes to that person. Um the second instance I remember struggling that I feel like is significant kind of relates to the first point but not setting boundaries and accountability when it comes to staff doing the work the way that it should be done right like we all have metrics um we have expectations for staff to see a certain amount of clients or to have a certain retention or to have um you know a certain number of new clients versus existing clients staying or I don't know, uh, client satisfaction surveys, having uh, some certain percentage of positive client satisfaction surveys, right? We all have expectations. This is like this in every business, in any kind of uh, role, there's expectations for how do we know that this person is doing well. And I have had a history of not holding people accountable in a way that is actually helpful, right? There's a difference between having a conversation with someone and saying, hey, your numbers are low, what can I do to help you? Or, hey, you know, I need you to do more of X, Y, or Z. And there's a completely different thing, which is having very clear and measurable goals for every role that you have in your business so that it not only is clear to you when someone's really doing what they need to do in their role, Or not, but that that person also knows that, and I've always been more in the gray zone with goals with people, and it's taken me many years to get to a place where everything can be turned into a measurable, measurable goal with my team, which can feel more businessy than I like with my team, but it's helped. Me become less resentful when people are not meeting the needs, because I know I've been very clear about it, and I can go back and point at the area that needs growth and um, and it generally makes it easier to know what the person needs to do to actually meet those needs. And lastly is uh, culture issues. I have struggled with having many locations with the culture shifting from one location to another. And it's something that, um, you know, even happens to this day sometimes, especially with COVID and the shifting of in-person to telehealth. Um, I really struggle when the culture of my business isn't what I want it to be. And obviously, um, you know, you can have staff who really value a culture of no connection or a culture of like, if I need you, I'll reach out to you, but otherwise leave me alone. And people might love that. And I have to remind myself that what I think is the appropriate culture that I want built in my business, if it's not being met, even if people are happy with the way the culture is, it means that those people are not in alignment with my values for the business. Um, And it's taken many years to shift thinking with uh, my team from trying not to be businessy with my team to, to realizing, I mean, this is a business. Uh, I know this is something a lot of people struggle with is they work on their business as an entrepreneur in the background as the business owner, but when they're communicating with their teams, they do it from like this therapeutic-y, businessy sort of lens because they don't want to make their teams feel like, oh, everything is, you know, uh, all about business, right? because that feels like there's a negative connotation with it, or at least there is oftentimes with staff. Um, and I feel like that's big issue number three that I've struggled with is how do I balance business with connection with my team, right? And there's a way to balance both. And it includes being really radically candid and clear about that this is actually a business and that everyone who works here works inside of a business that needs to maintain at some level to continue on and that everyone plays a really important role. And this isn't just a place you come in and see your clients and, um, you know, and and that's that, but that it's a place where we all have to come together to make sure that we're moving forward the vision of the business and that we're all playing a role in making sure that that needle is being moved forward. And that's something that, really has taken a long time for me to kind of juggle both of those balance both of those things out together that you can connect with your team while also holding them accountable in a business sort of sense right where money needs to be talked about where not meeting certain criteria means that something might need to happen right like a performance improvement plan and that doesn't mean that um when we engage in those kind of behaviors with our team, that it doesn't also mean that we care about them deeply. And I feel like that was something that took a really long time for me to really kind of tease apart and realize I can care about team members and also hold them accountable And if they're not feeling that, if they are feeling like when I hold them accountable that it must mean that I don't care about them, then that means that there's a problem in how I'm communicating with them on a regular basis or how my leadership team is communicating with them on a regular basis versus how they communicate when an issue actually arises. So I think those are the top three things that came to mind right before I started this uh, recording was around... um, making changes because of what individual staff members wanted versus it actually being a good idea for the business and just wanting to people please. Uh, Number two is not setting and holding accountability with my team members when it comes to their specific role and that they play in the business and culture issues within locations and Uh, looking at what really is the culture that you wanted as a a business owner and making sure that every single person in the business aligns with that definition of positive culture, right? Because it can mean different things to different people. And at the end of the day, ultimately the people who work in your business need to align with your version of what uh, a positive workplace culture is, right? All right. I'd love to know what times you've struggled as a leader were and how you coped. Um, and so email hello at the group practice and in the subject area, write through times I've struggled as a leader so that we know that it's in response to this podcast episode and, uh, inside the body of the email, give us up to three times that you struggled as a leader specifically and what that looked like and how you coped with it. Um, I might in the future put something fun together, on all of this because I feel like when we come together and see the common humanity of leading a business and the struggles that come with that, it can be really uh, helpful and transformative in not feeling alone in it. All right, y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support?